So I think, I think we we can circle back around to getting me a different car mm. uh, in a little bit. But did you want to also talk about new jobs? New jobs. You don't have to. Yeah, no, it's fine. I did. I did get a new job, and it is car adjacent. Um, uh, and we've already had a couple of interesting things in the shop. Um, a nine nine two GT three that belongs to the big boss. Uh, that lava orange paint to sample one that I sent pictures to the Discord of. Um, manual, pretty rad. That's got, rare. Got the right number of pedals. Yeah, I didn't realize that they still. I don't know. In a GT3, I think I'd rather have the PDK. Probably, probably depending on that, how you're going to deploy that it. Car. In that's an, a track car. Yeah, but I the don't. PDK is good. I don't know that he tracks it. Yeah, they are. They have gotten extremely good. They are way better optimized for track use. But as a driver's car, I think if it were a GT3 Touring, mm. I would have three pedals mm-hmm. i'm I a, think, mo- a mostly street car with occasional track time yeah, yes i think absolutely. i'm with you though um a, a full-blown gt3 times, or an rs or PDK. A gt2 yeah pdk is the way to go um that's pretty cool i haven't worked on it yet but i'm going to soon um we're waiting for some product to come in and then today uh the 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 shop uh it's a uh, auto graphics shop was working on a rewrap on an m4 uh gt4 uh factory built race car like dope bought from bmw body and white full cage uh gt4 car um that's that, sick that runs runs in imsa gsx i think tom atkins will know and correct us mm-hmm. i messaged him and was like i i don't know imsa classing and he was like oh those that's for homologated gt4 cars and i was like well that story checks out um but yeah we we're doing uh doing a full livery on that so that's kind of cool um, so the, sh- the shop you work for can do like full car wraps not just tinting now yes they can in fact that is primarily what they do a certain a certain ross uh has already <laughs> said that he I... might contact them about that and i have a feeling that maybe when the time comes for tom to settle on a livery i'll probably uh see what i can do because we do full uh design to install so five years like, from now full work what maybe i'll, t- <laughs> I'll tell you what wow uh, hi tom because you do listen <laughs> I'll tell you what, he sorted out the uh, potential issue with his t- sim that I thought was going to delay him three months in ever using it oh, and yeah? uh, got it wired sorted up and he's already like 30 using it. 30 minutes or something. Yeah, he did just, I think, stack the grounds in his switch and whatever. Nobody else will know what we're Good talking about. Good for you, about. Tom. But uh, he did get his sim working, which I am stoked about looping back to sims because I do want to spend some time at Tom's house since he lives like six minutes from me. Um, playing with his sim and getting comfortable and then figuring out what I want to get. Are you just doing tint or are you wrapping as well? Uh, I will be cross-trained on uh, other things. I will be uh, back to doing paint protection film and ah, tint. Okay. Um, those are going to be the new products at this shop um, that they have not previously done. That How was why I was brought in. And then uh, there are a bunch of other people there who rap and I certainly want to learn some yeah, yeah. you know vinyl stuff too really neat um do you, I have two questions uh are you the only tint guy 
Uh, yes, for the time being. I, well, my manager got trained a few months back, but uh-huh. I am the only guy with like good experience. Gotcha. Why? Um, gonna want to tint the Mazda. You're gonna want to gonna want to tint the Mazda. Yeah. Um, and potentially another car. Cool. Um, how um how similar to paint protection film is wrap? Mm. Hella not. Really? Really? Okay. In what way? Like technique to apply? Like from an install standpoint? Yeah. Oh, drastically different. Really? Okay. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I know there's a lot of stretching and heating involved with wrap. I don't know. Probably I don't know much, yeah. much at all about pain protection. Oh, so. yeah. So just, um, can you just walk me through it a little bit? Is it interesting? I'm, yeah. inter- Are you interested? I'm interested. Okay. I don't know about anybody else. But yeah. Um. I mean, can you can you do... 10 minutes on it or like oh i'll try to keep it to way less than that because nobody's that interested okay. besides maybe Corey. you want me to put up a five five minute timer for you sure let's just roll the roll the jeopardy timer all right five minutes on rap versus ppf here we go okay uh paint protection film is tpu which is thermoplastic urethane urethane is very elastic so it stretches, but from its resting state, it does not shrink. Vinyl wrap, as people think of it, is vinyl. That's uh-huh. the like stretched or shrunk from its resting state. The interesting thing about vinyl is once you stretch it, it stays for the most part. It it does it has some elasticity. So if you force it into a channel without first heating it or relieving that stress or something allowing it to stretch into that it can pop back it can peel okay but vinyl has way more flexibility to both stretch and shrink from its resting state so the approach that you take to a complex curved panel with vinyl not only the difference uh, secondary difference being that most vinyl is mostly applied dry uh ppf is done wet it is the only way to do it with a with a soapy slip solution it's a wet application then you're squeegeeing the moisture out from under it and allowing the adhesive to tack um those are kind of the two big differences is like the elasticity and the way the material behaves uh ppf is three to four times thicker than vinyl so vinyl depending on the vinyl but um like Typical wrap vinyl, its air release is like two mils thick, which a mil is a thousandth, I think, of an inch. Um, so you're talking two thou. Uh, PPF millimeters. Correct. A mil, M-I-L, I, I believe is equivalent to a thousandth of an inch. Like I used to know inch. this without questioning it. But, um, oh, your timer went gray. I think we have about three minutes, 15 seconds, um, which is plenty of time for me to roll through this. Um, so you're also dealing with a material that's like four times as thick as vinyl. So again, you're approaching, stretching what it can do. It can't go around corners in the way that vinyl wrap can. Um, it, it Far more often, you're having to trace just to the edge, the boundary edge of a panel with paint protection film. Um, because if you stuff it around a corner, the elasticity will just make it pop up and, and peel back. Um, add into that that most modern wrap vinyls are what's called air release, which means they have a matrix of very small cuts in 
the material through the adhesive through the surface of it, which means if you have an air bubble, you just rub on it, push on it, and it comes out through oh, the surface of I the vinyl. Oh, that that's cool. Interesting. It, it, the high end. I uh, imagine that's much more expensive re- material. Uh, uh, you can get cheaper air, that uh, vinyls that are still air release, but um, that is a huge characteristic of being able to a apply it dry and work out you know because bubbles will get trapped that's why they make air release vinyl because it will let that uh bubble just come out through the surface without having to lift back and chase it out an edge um you don't have that option with paint protection film um yeah wet apply versus dry apply that's a big difference the elasticity and how you stretch it uh how it behaves those are, that's the big recap the tools you use the the squeegees are very different um yeah it's just it's very different okay i it's very different. I, I, I learned something today yeah. he's got a minute to spare look, look at that oh, look <laughs> at that did it with a minute to spare um so i yeah i was i don't know i was just curious about that i was thinking i was thinking about that today when you know i was uh, driving yeah but... uh, vinyl is something i've played around with i've done a few oddball panels i've done a roof i've done a hood you know f- fairly simplistic stuff i've never done a bumper um i've done a few smaller really crazy shaped pieces you like did your a, antenna like... fin on something right i didn't do mine i did do a customer's shark fin antenna on something a bmw or something with vinyl um so I've done a few oddball things. I'm semi comfortable with it. I laid a couple pieces at work to, or a couple of graphics on a VCU police van today at work um, that needed to get done because the bosses were both off today, which was fun. So the shop was running itself, um, and I was just trying to be useful. I am literally four days. Well, today was my fifth day, full time day, and in the shop. Um, so I'm still kind of floating around trying to help. Um, but our big order of PPF and tint came in today. So I've got material and hopefully I'll get the program up and running and then people can start coming back to me for that stuff. What, yeah. what do you recommend for tint? Like, um, what I recommend darkness wise, dark grade or like brand or I, I don't know anything about the world. So like, yeah, uh, there are a lot of good brands. Um, what we're going to be using at work is Lumar. It's made by Eastman. Eastman Chemical is huge. Eastman Kodak is like a combined. They make six million different films and products. Obviously, you know, Kodak is like camera film, but they do a lot of other stuff. Um, Eastman is their big producer. They make both SunTech and Lumar. Um, a lot of the products are identical between those two brands. One of them was purchased after the fact and folded in. So now it's like you go to a SunTech shop and get SunTech Ultra. It's the same thing as Lumar Platinum paint protection film. And same deal with tint. The big differences in tint that you're going to have is your entry-level tints are just going to be um, dyed polyester. They're not going to do much for heat. Uh Almost all tint rejects 99% of uh, UV, UVA and B. So all tint, even the cheapest stuff, is actually really good for blocking UV. It'll stop your interior from fading. It's better for your skin, all that good stuff. The big difference you're going to get between cheap tint 
and good tint, whether it's ceramic or carbon, is heat rejection. So that's why you've got higher lines of uh, uh-huh. window tint. Is tip uh, most common now is ceramic based window tint that's going to give you really high heat rejection. So the cool thing about that, um, no pun intended, is that uh, regardless of the shade, light or dark, visually that you go with, it will give you the same heat rejection property. That's cool. That's cool. So then you can really tailor it to, yeah. I actually don't like a really darkly tinted vehicle. Uh-huh. You can get 50% or 70 or 80% VLT, which is uh, visible light transmitted. What's the, what's your, the legal shade. Virginia limit? Virginia legal limit uh, on sedans is 50% on the front side windows, 35% on the rear sides and rear. Uh, on trucks and SUVs, it's 50% on the front sides and unregulated in the back. Interesting. The reason for that is factory privacy glass on SUVs and trucks has so much variance that they really can't put a number on it because you buy a vehicle from... I, in fact, one of my coworkers has like, like an O7 Forerunner, like... uh, and it's on the lighter end. It's like 30. And then you get some modern, even Hondas and stuff that are like 18, if you put a meter on them. Um, so it's unregulated. You can actually go as dark as you want in the back of those. But, and this is if the Virginia State Police are listening, it's not an endorsement for this. They did change window tint to a secondary offense in Virginia. They as, can't pull you over for it. As part of the batch of like COVID uh, yeah. cutdowns on, you know, uh, infractions worthy of being pulled over for. Supposedly inspection stickers are like that too, but that I one, definitely got pulled over for an inspection sticker before. That was true from 2020 to like late 22 or early 23. And I got then, pulled over in 2022 for my inspection sticker. Dude, might have been it. late. I don't. It, they it was did, a state trooper. That was, was one that they did uh, short term and then reversed. Um, but window tint got changed to a secondary offense, so you can't get pulled specifically for window tint. You have to be doing something else, and then the cop feels like, bless you, Adding feels like on. writing you for window tint. So that being the case, and the fact that. If you do get a ticket for tint, it's like a $60 fix-it ticket. Most people just get what they want. I have personal reservations about uh, putting super dark stuff on people's windshields. I just, I won't do that. Can you tint a windshield? I saw, saw, are you allowed to tint a windshield? With a medical waiver, you can do 70% in Virginia. Okay. Which is very light. Very, very light. The higher the number, the lighter yeah, it's, it is. Yeah, it's the amount of light let through. Exactly. Visible light transmitted, or VLT. That is how tint is. so sorry. Class. I've been so sneezy today. Oh, um, you're fine. This is your house, dude. I, dude, I don't know what's going on. But yeah, basically... Um, I will say... I allegedly have 20 on the 6 now on all sides and rear, and I allegedly have 15 on the ND. Wow. Okay. And also allegedly have 70 on the windshield of the ND and have since I've gotten it and I've never been pulled over in either car. I think I've asked you this question before. Do they make, because you've talked about the UV resistant, uh, independent of darkness uh, tint. UV or IR? 
I thought you were saying like heat, the heat resistant. Yes, infrared. That would okay. be high R. Yeah, you can get that in basically clear, right? Yeah. In fact, uh, we ordered a box of eighty percent VLT, which most glass, clear glass, uh, meters somewhere between seventy-five and ninety. Oh, if you that's stick a, neat a meter, stat. like no, no glass is one hundred percent light sure, right, transmitting. Sure. So yeah, even clear glass is usually in the like seventy-five to ninety percent VLT range, which like means that... an eighty percent is very close to clear, but it uh, ceramic-based film still blocks like ninety percent of IR. I feel like that which is would be heat. a really nice thing to have on a windshield, especially yeah. on in a vehicle perhaps like a Honda Fit that has a crazy large windshield relative to its size. I I personally think it's kind of preposterous that we still have a window tint law that does not permit 70% or or lighter on windshields. Cuz the benefits of the UV rejection for safety of like you and your occupants and keeping the interior from fading and stuff are amazing. And yeah, having infrared rejecting really light film is it's people should have the option to do that because it's damn near clear because you did all the other windows on our fit and it was a massive temperature difference yeah major difference and if you could also throw that the on windshield, the windshield would be a major, major difference that is why i <laughs> that was that came with a salute that the listener that was a, a how i met your mother reference <laughs> oh boy yeah um uh, so uh, what I what I want is just maximum heat. Yeah. So you know. our uh, the top of the line Lumar IRX is their highest infrared rejecting film. That would be the stuff that okay. you want, and you can pick whatever shade you want. It will offer within a couple percent the same heat rejection, regardless of yeah. light, dark, in between. And on top of tint, a thing that I learned from your Mazda Six is the window visors is the move because you can crack your windows regardless of if it's going to rain or not. Oh yeah. Oh, 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 the, yeah. The little shades. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love them. They bro. They're so good. I put them on my forerunner. It's one of the best things I've ever done. I want those on whatever vehicle I get next. Yes. Very bad. Yes. I've actually, um, we got, we bought a set of weather tech ones for Erica's leaf. I say it's air because it's a company car too. But Did you get um, the in channel ones or the they're the in. I I hate the stick on ones. I get in channel for everything. I I've have. heard the opposite because a lot of in channel ones will interfere with the resistance on automatic windows. I've never never had a problem and can permanently I've deform your window seals if you ever take them off. They can. Yep. If you take them off. If but you take them off. In the time that I own the car, they're staying on. So I personally, I just, the look of them, I, I think is way cleaner with the in channels. And I hate sticking double sided tape to the paint of my car. But that's me as like a paint sure. protection guy. Yeah. I, I have you, a stick on you, ones could on you my put PPF just on that, like just you could. and then stick it to it. You could. Yeah. Yeah. They'd probably stick it's even better. Option. Yeah. Or yeah. uh, polish, polish the paint, hand mm-hmm. polish the paint. They'll stick. Anything will stick real good if you. It's like uh, sanding something before you paint it. Just gives it yeah. like a slightly more aggressive or a 
yeah, yeah. Surface. I, I put the external adhesive ones on the Forerunner, and I I freaking love them. On something so like an good. SUV, it doesn't bother me so much. We have those on the Matrix because that was the only choice on that car. It just on cars, I think it looks so much cleaner when you have the in-channel ones. But yeah, having them at all is a must just crack the windows and the internal interior temperature in the middle of August is like fifteen degrees cooler than it otherwise would yeah. be. Yeah, you throw ceramic tint on there and then be able to just leave the car parked with the windows cracked like an inch just to vent whatever heat. Because here's the thing, and this is what I tell customers And a windshield shade. Uh, Yes, and a a windshield uh, sunshade. The thing I tell customers is, listen, it's not a refrigerator. It's not going to magically make your car 75 degrees when it's 95 degrees outside. That's yeah. physics. Don't It'll work. make it 115 instead of 120. It'll make it 115 instead of 150. Yeah. Like it's it's a major temperature difference. It, when you climb in the car, oh boy. Oh my god. <laughs> you don't immediately want to die. <laughs> so mad right now. <laughs> It's a drastic temperature difference um, when you get in the car, and it only takes two, three minutes for the AC to catch up. Like that's so, oh, the this big... is hot instead of just let me die. Yeah, like I uh, my Mazda six has black leather interior. I have never climbed in that car and like been unable to touch the seats where I thought it would burn my skin, and I've gotten in cars where that is the case with like dark especially leather interior so yeah it's it makes a real difference um if you're driving in the summertime and like the sun is coming through the window on your arm and you roll the glass down and feel the sun on your arm and then roll it back up like it's wild i i am i was telling i I might have been in the discord we were talking about this but like if the sun is touching my body while I'm driving, I am hot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a bad experience in the Miata coming back from camp that one time. I had I, a bad experience. I, Damn it. Damn it. I'm deaf. We were in traffic in the, in the Miata and I felt the NA, the NA and I, with no AC or. Yeah, I was driving you, yeah, and you, you fell, were, asleep I fell asleep with your asleep arm, with out, the arm out the window. Oh. No. This was in like July. <laughs> and yeah. you got lobster arm? Oh yeah. It was oh, really brutal, bad. Brutal sunburn on my arm. <laughs> oh, so bad. Stuck in traffic on the way back from Myrtle Beach. It was a time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, your boy will hook you up. Cool. I'll I'll see if I can work something where um because I'm supposed to be cross training other people too. So we'll need cars to use for training okay i may be able to sneak you the good material for a reduced cost we'll see what i can that that sounds good uh so we i want to do the six and then probably another vehicle what that other vehicle is i i don't know time will tell we'll see um i've been looking at everything from uh well so Real quick, now that she got a vehicle that does not accommodate the dog, right? That obviates right. the option for you to get a Prius, right? right. Yeah, yeah, okay. kind of. So, so you kind of have to have something that accommodates and some sort of SUV, a great or a day. big probably. wagon, probably. Um, I was considering a Prius originally, 
the new Prius. Which will, yeah, I know. And you can get a, you can still buy a 2023 Prius for like under 28 grand. Yeah, like it's insane. What? They start at like 29 for like a base new Prius. Yeah. You're not gonna get a prime for that. But Still, you'll get a base price for that. I don't think I would need... I don't think I should get the Prime. For what you're doing, you would not want a Prime. Right. Primes right. are great for, like, short trips. Right. Yeah. Right. But, but to be able to get, like, 60 miles to the gallon would be That'd a be nice. game changer. Mm-hmm. Game changer. As opposed to if you were to buy a 4Runner and get 12. 20. Yeah. <laughs> you get, you'd get 20 on the highway. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I wish that uh, I could still get a new, semi-new Mazda 5. Yeah? Uh, because I considered that. If you can find them up until the very end, I forget what the last year was, maybe like 2015 or something like that, the, the smiley face ones, the facelift ones, came with six-speed manuals. You could get them with a six-speed manual. Yeah, I don't cool. know that Corey would want that for his long not road for trips. traffic road trips. No, but yeah. it's it's cool. It's it cool. It, it is, is neat. Cool. And talk about big dog friendly. Mm-hmm. That's the, the real the Mazda Five might be on the top of the list. It's a yeah, mini minivan. Yeah, it's tiny sliding doors. Mm-hmm. Let you let take the boy just take step literally up in there. all of the seats out. Yeah, except for they all fold flat. They fold flat. Yeah, it's dope. Yeah, Nick w- Nick camped in the back of his at at Hyperfest, right? Well, there's saying. a there's a gap in between when you fold the second row flat. There's a gap in between the captain's chairs that you have to, you might have to maybe put some ah, plywood over. Sure, okay. But it all does fold flat behind the front two seats. That's a lot of room for that dog. Yeah, and your tools. I'm that'd saying. be a good that'd be a good solution. I yeah. think actually, they're they're not amazing for fuel economy. No, no, because those a, are still they're it's a holdovers from the Ford years. It's a toaster with a two three, same two three that's in yeah, your Mazda right, six, yeah. right? Hauling around a it's a shame. Brick. It's a shame the five didn't live long enough to see the two point five liter sky active, um, sky active, yeah. the first sky yeah. active. That would have been cool because that's what I have in my twenty seventeen six. Now, granted, that's a Grand Touring which has the regenerative braking and stuff, but that thing easily gets 30 to 35 miles per gallon without without trying yeah and the one time i really tried on a trip from my parents house home which is 190 110 miles something like that i was like let me just try to hyper mile this as best i can i got 47 miles per gallon jesus so it's doable Mm -hmm. if you're really committed yeah yeah um it's then a, it becomes it's, a fun game. It's a, it does, actually. Yeah, you just put the little instant fuel economy gauge on, and then you just try to... Because in that car, it puts a little tick mark at where your average is, uh, uh-huh. and then it just has like so a you can sliding... you chase that tick mark All up. you got to do is just keep the current instant mile per gallon above that tick mark and try to keep slight. It's yeah, totally gamifies fuel economy. Sure, sure. Hey, it works for simple brains like oh, mine. Man. That's funny. So I don't know. I mean, I'm o- I'm open to suggestions. I I can't say I recommend a Forester because it would be a CVT, mm-hmm. which is bad. Yeah, just on principle, <laughs> and it's a Subaru, which yeah. 
not great. It's, it's not a, great on principle. <laughs> it's not going to get good fuel economy. The newer ones, I don't know. Like, if you're looking at buying new or mostly new. It might touch 30. With low miles and low abuse, they'd probably be okay. But then you could get a CRV a instead, and it's yeah. just better. Yeah. Of any year, it's just better. Soulless, maybe. But you've a been bit. you've been driving a base model Rav Four, so I mean, yeah, it's not. It's, you, you can only go up. We yeah. can't. We're not going to suggest a pilot because of who you are mm-hmm. as a person. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I need something. No, that that's big. big. That's big. My mom just got a pilot. They have gotten. They've gotten bigger too. Mm-hmm. Like in 07, yeah. it wasn't that. I know that's the, the new CRV is the size of the old pilot now. Yeah. 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 I don't know. What about like a newer HRV? Because the newer HRVs look real good. I don't know what the interior space is like. Yeah, don't I I feel like those have the problem that every modern like crossover sized SUV has, which is that the the hatch comes up a foot and a half and then the window just goes at a forty five degree angle and takes away all the cargo space you have behind the back seat. And I remember the H the first gen HRV was based on the same platform as the third gen fit and it had like less interior space than the fit did. What about a Honda Accord cross tour? Don't know. Why what what are you doing? Counterpoint. What's wrong with them? It's What's one of the most hideous them? vehicles ever They're made. Very ugly. They're not good looking. They're very ugly. What about <laughs> Toyota Venza? What about an Acura ZDX? The Acura SUVs are quite attractive. They are good. Do you remember the ZDX? No. No. It was it basically looked like an Accord Cross Tour, though apparently they, they didn't share a platform. It didn't they, look like an electric razor? Not especially. <laughs> I don't do the other ones. The cross tour of. does. Oh. In the front, the grill looks very much like an electric. Yeah. German. Okay. I can see it. Yeah. The ZDX was like, um, yeah, I thought it, w- I thought it was an Accord cross tour just made for Acura, though apparently they don't share a platform. It sits somewhere between the RDX and MDX kind of. An Acura SUV is, would be kind of cool. If, I think if the, the fuel economy fit. is trash, though, because they put like the Z. It's, it's a, a, a J series. They put powerful V6s in all of them that get like 25 miles per gallon, unfortunately. But at least it can merge. It's a two door. What? Are they? What? That don't sound right. That definitely looks like a cross door to me. That's a. That's a four-door car. There's more doors back there. It's got the handle up on the window, like a like a like a CHR. Yeah. Oh, I um okay, yeah. Those you're are right. funky. I it's a four-door car. I hate that trend. It's so dumb. Oh yeah, putting the handle up yeah, on the like it's little so stupid. triangle. It's impossible panel. to see at night. If you don't know that that's where the handle is. I could uh, I got picked up in in by an Uber in one of those cars, the CHR. I could, I could not figure out how to get into the back of the car. You know what? The only car to ever do that that's acceptable is, you know what it is. The R- FDR, the FDR, and, and also the NSX, first yeah. gen NSX. Oh yeah, they did have the handles up there. It's like up they? on the trim. Okay, those in are the, the black. That, that's trim. the two. No, I agree. Every other one has just been like the Kia Soul. 
Come C8 on. C8 Corvettes hidden up under the door. So is Lotus Elise. I'm trying to think of weird door oh, handle yeah. cars. Anyways. Anyway, <laughs> I think you should get like a just keep it simple. Get a CRV or a new like the current Gen Rav Four or like I do a Mazda really, CX Five. I do really like the way this the current Rav Fours look. Look at mm. the CX Fifty. What about a used CX Nine? Even that would not be because those bad. have the two five turbo. They don't get great fuel economy. Maybe no. on the highway, they're they're not great. I rented one. Um, the interior is so nice. I rented one uh, about two years ago at my job um, that had me traveling, and it was real, real nice. But it's a big vehicle. It is big. It's a really the CX nine is a big vehicle. It does not get good fuel economy. They're not bad. They, it got twenty five or something because I was mostly doing highway hauls. Like, like I said, not great fuel economy for something that size. It's about as good as you get. Yeah, I, I what's, agree. What's yeah. your Rav Four get? My Forerunner. Uh, that's what I meant. Sorry. If I'm only on the highway, eighteen, twenty one, twenty two. Uh, okay. If I'm not towing, if I'm towing, yeah. I get sixteen, sure. fourteen, thirteen. Anything in the mid twenties and up for a vehicle that size seems pretty solid to me. Yeah. I got twenty two coming here. It's just that's the thing is like if if fuel economy was the game and you didn't have a horse for a dog, right? You'd get <laughs> I, a Prius. I'd get a Prius yeah, or a sure. Fit. You know, like yeah. Prius would be the move for what you're doing, probably. Yeah, it's mostly just the dog though. You did get that dog though. He is a chonky boy. Yeah, he's a large boy. I yeah. think I, th- I, I don't was... know. I'll, I'll keep thinking on it. Look at the look at look at what Mazda makes. Just look at this. I, I I love the CX five. I think it's the a, CX fifty is, is a little bigger inside. Is it is big it, enough when you fold the seats down for him? The CX five. Mm-hmm. Well, I he have can, no idea. He can I, climb in the second row just like he does in the Rav four. I assume that it would be fine. It's not a bench though. I was just thinking folding the seats it's, flat and having the whole cargo area to himself. I don't know if they do. They don't? The CX-9 In the does. CX-5, I'm not sure they do. Really? That's, it's not a I'm be- not sure. It's not a bench not sure. in the CX-5? Oh, no, you're right. It is. I guess it is. Yeah. Because it's basically my 6, only a crossover. Yeah. The dash and stuff, like the interior layout, is almost identical. I, I hex your Miata is pretty similar too. They're all yeah Mazda. It's nice. It, they've I got like it. brand consistency yeah. is a thing they've got yeah. down in the last like five years. I drove one of those. I I almost got one before I got the GTI. Oh what a CX five. Oh, um, yeah, it was a whole thing. But I anyways, just, for the price point, that's the thing. If you're looking at new. Or what engine is in the CX-5? Recently new. The 2.5. Is it a turbo? No. The mm. NA. It doesn't need a turbo in the CX-5. That Don't thing can't so. weigh more than 2,800 pounds. 27, There's no way it's that light. Your Mazda 6 is barely that light. My Mazda 6 is about that much. And I, I don't would expect think 31 at least. Much. Yeah, maybe. Because like I, a BRZ is 2,800 pounds. They, they, I don't think so, they... Offer the turbo. I don't know Mazda's whole lineup anymore because I haven't really been shopping recently. I didn't think they offered the turbo until you got up to the CX-9, which is getting replaced by the CX-90. Yeah. 
which now has its own whole straight six turbo stuff options yeah speaking of letter cars that start with b uh have you seen this toyota like B4ZRX. Yeah, don't worry about it. Thing. Wait, it's what, not worth what, what, what in the world is I've that? never heard of they, this. What is it? It is their one fully EV vehicle that they make, and it's garbage. No one likes it. Not even Toyota likes it. It's junk. Don't just don't let it occupy any part of your brain. It's not worth it. Are it, they just they're just checking the box? Uh-huh. We make an EV. Yeah. It's it ugly. Did. It has problems. What's it's that? not good. Toyota didn't it's, want to make an EV, but the market forced them to. It's not good. It has the worst name. Four X. It's the worst car name I've ever seen. It's yeah, like it's a terrible. It's the big, the beginning of an auto generated password. Yeah. Did I did I tell you that this is totally random, out of nowhere? Did I tell it you that? It looks fine. I saw when we were in California. I saw uh one of uh, Toyota's hydrogen cars. Oh, the Mirai? Yeah. Those are cool. Yeah. The first gen ones are really, like, impressively ugly. The second gen <laughs> ones look a lot more normal. The first yeah. gen ones is one of the ugliest things I've ever seen. It was, it was a second gen one. We were just, like, cruising through the beach at Newport Beach, and I was like, that, that's, that's a Mirai, and, like, went in this yeah. whole thing, and, you mm-hmm. know, I couldn't believe it. I, I they, was so excited I got to see one. I've mm. seen pictures in various Toyota groups that I'm in of people servicing and having to replace pieces of the hydrogen system in that thing. The tank for the hydrogen is a sphere that's like three and a half feet in diameter. I don't know how the hell they package that car, but it's like a giant scuba, like looks like something from like the 1800s, like steampunk scuba shit. Uh-huh. It is wild. That's great. But it's weird. It's super funky. I wonder. Oh, because it's a pressurized vessel. And I guess that's they got to the... keep it liquid. So it's under like massive pressure inside that like quadruple reinforced sphere. Yeah. Huh. I saw a uh, Weird. an EV Hummer for the first time on the road. Oh yeah, yeah. Those that are thing cool. is so big. It's oh, what's the large. range like on that though? I think it's like three hundred miles, something like that. What does it weigh? Like ninety five hundred. Yeah, miles. that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> I, that is, like, I don't think that's an exaggeration. No, I, I think it's I, close to ten thousand. I was gonna guess like easily eight plus like yeah, the rivians, battery you rivians are 75 and it's way more than that i saw like four of those i went for a drive saturday and i saw two r1s's and two r1t's yeah they're all over right I, now just they're like going gang i don't understand cool. why their stock price keeps going down because they're doing really well because mm, the stock market's dumb. one of the podcasts that i listen to uh this dude lives on i think i've talked about this before but this dude lives uh on a part of the beach up in like new york kind of like long, long island long island area uh where he has to drive on the cousins. sand, like on the beach, to get to his house, uh, and he has a Rivian. Hell yeah, brother! Uh, and it's like you know this perfect vehicle. He has this whole story about how he got stuck recently, um, and it, it's like it's one of those things. Like it literally doesn't matter what you drive, you're going to get stuck at some point in your. And uh, it's like a really small community, and like everybody knows everybody and stuff like that. So literally, the mayor of the town was the guy that rescued him. <laughs> Like okay. just because he happened to be driving by in his like his his expedition or something like that. Uh, but he has this whole story about how he was uh, he he 
he got stuck because he was like trying. He basically got out of the groove and this this whole got on like some soft sand. But it it threw off the auto leveling of the car. Oh, uh, until he like washed it all out or whatever. Uh, because it um basically it thought it was all the way up, but it was all the way down or something like that. It's like really really weird. Like, like you a know, software issue. Yeah, just like some sort of weird calibration because it was like seeing sand instead of whatever reference surface it normally sees or something like that. But uh, it's an optical based sensor. I I have no idea. Weird. But that that's just what I'm guessing. Like or or it, or it senses the ground or I I have no idea. But did y'all hear about the Hyundai Ionic Five? So you you know what the Ionic Five yeah. is? The really cool futuristic looking hatchback thing. Yeah. It's really really well, good looking car. If you there was a custom, I really like how they look. They're fine. I, I do too. The there was a customer who got angles. I lo- okay. It's good. I think it's a good looking car. Sure. Looks like it's from like twenty seventy five. It's fine. The somebody got a small dent in the floor. Battery case. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sixty thousand dollars. Which is like what? more than the cost of the car to replace. Why? It's probably true of Teslas too. No, it's not. Uh, I will well, not. Well, their their batteries are like modular, right? Yeah, it's so cheaper. It's like it's, it's like twenty or thirty grand to replace a battery in a Tesla. It's sixty thousand dollars. Yeah. Like we're if we're turning these cars into just throwaway items, like complete, like you touch it and it turns into trash, and you you can't fix it. Like it this doesn't is make how, sense. Yeah, this is how technology advances. Like I still have to recognize that we're at the leading edge of this becoming mainstream, high production, evolved, iterated technology like electric fully electric vehicles yeah we're still in the first five seven years yeah of them being really viable they're not going to be optimized we will not have sorted out all that sixty thousand dollars i know but but what was the first uh tesla roadster like which i saw one Last the, the week, look, did no, you really? the, I could not believe not it. Not the new one. Yeah, the original OG yeah, the Tesla Lotus base. Yes, the, I like, saw built one in a Lotus in the lease. West End. I couldn't believe it. What did they cost? Oh, I don't know. Probably a lot, but they also used like weird. They cost like three times or whatever what a Lotus would like. Yeah. But the car was no better. It's just that the tech that they were putting in it was so early. Yeah. We're still in that zone. Like everyone wants it to just do the smartphone thing where five years in, we are leaps and bounds ahead. There's, I, I just think there's too many factors and it's going lithium to take Lithium ion is not the solution. It's nope. what, whatever is not whatever's after lithium ion is going to be it. But we, it's but not we it have yet. to start building the, the platform and then the infrastructure. $60,000. That's a, that's a brand new car that is now trash. I hear you. How much waste? I agree. Like it's not, it's, that's not a green solution. That is waste. No, but it's all I'm saying is that isn't the long-term solution. Yeah. That is not how it's going to be 10 years from now. It's not I how it's not. I just, I don't know. I'm trying to have the forward looking view about the, inevitable move to large-scale electric vehicles sure sure 
it's just where we're at right now with that. what we have technology wise you're going to continue to get those stories yeah. i just don't take those as like and i'm not no, saying no, no, that no, 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 i'm not yeah. saying that you're going no, to shut no. down the whole thing some people out there are though they use those as like look at this see why this is this I'll, technology I'll is going to be it, stupid forever it's keeping me from completely it's completely barred me from can even considering in the future buying a high on hyundai ionic 5 yeah absolutely yeah. not that vehicle didn't didn't do it didn't rivian package. batteries are cheaper how is a rivian battery pack cheaper than a freaking hyundai hatchback i don't know i don't know and Rivians are expensive. Like everything on a Rivian is expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Electric cars. I don't know. We're going there. It's not great yet. I don't know. It I'm, will be. I'm on board with Toyota for right now. It's like plug-in hybrid is the the way the way and the truth for at least the next ten years until it's really solid. Plug-in hybrid is the way. I agree. I. As, things. as somebody who lives in a family who's now had a fully electric vehicle for two years now, something like that, I don't know. It's not our only car. Yeah. By any means. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's totally viable. It totally works. It's it, it's, not it ideal works, yet. It works and probably is better for a lot of people for what we do with it's a that tool for a job for that car yeah. yeah and i and i think the only way for us to move forward with making that tech better and in making those improvements and serviceability and maintenance costs and all that stuff cheaper and cheaper is just that they have to keep catching on i now own a vehicle for which Fortune Auto makes products. <laughs> they that, cost more than twice what I paid. <laughs> like three times what the car cost. I, I, didn't, I can't in con good conscience recommend you I buy Coilovers. I can't either. I know, I, the I moment know. you posted those, I didn't she would, want to She say would it. hate it. Oh, I know. I know. I know. Uh, if, but if, you know who would love it? If... I ever did anything to that vehicle remotely performance motivated, it would be after it was not a daily driver for her. Yeah. Anymore. Uh, you know, if you got an element or a CRV, I know they also make coilovers for those. What? Do they really? Oh yeah. Fortunato makes CRV coilovers. My CRV. Guy, which, I know this, the element is on the same platform. Uh, it's the same car. Yeah. The I element is a CRV. Just with a funky body and cool plasticky interior. Great commercials. You remember those early Element commercials? Honestly, I don't. Oh, nope. no. Mm -mm. Oh, everybody at home, this is your homework. Go. go. Erica, this is your homework. Go, no. Sh oh, Erica can quote this commercial as well as I can from beginning to end because it's one of the great commercials of all time. Go home and Google uh, or if you're already at home, Google uh, Honda Element Gil, G-I-L, one L, Gil the Crab. The original Gil the oh, Crab. Yes. You know this commercial. Yeah. They're, so, they're like, I don't even want to spoil it. Just, yeah. just look them up. I know what you're it talking about. It was the about. heyday of commercials in general, and especially car commercials. 
The Hon- fit is go. Honda knocked it out of the park in those years, in those early element commercials. They had a few. There's more than just Gilda Crab, but that was like the first one. It sticks with me to this day. It's so good. I go back to it like a couple times a year just to make myself smile. Hilarious. Hilarious. It's not going to translate. Hilarious. Uh, you can cut Zero that out. memory. Oh, God, it's so Zero good. memory. No, no peach. No, no, no peach. No peach. It's, it's, it's like no leaving the frame. Hilarious. Absolutely hysterical. Oh, God. I no it. memory of that at all. Oh, what a shame. Well, I'm glad that I could introduce you. I appreciate if, that. If I do nothing else in your life, you, you can get mm-hmm. enjoyment out of that. Mm-hmm. Maybe Little Peach. Yeah. <laughs> Just Eric, we quote that all the time really? to each other. That's awesome. <laughs> Why no peach? Because it hurts. So maybe Little Peach. One thing. One thing I do want to do, regardless of what, whatever we use that vehicle for in the long term, uh, I do want to just get some summer tires and like on a spare set of wheels for it or whatever, and then I can bring it on the cruise. Hell yeah! <laughs> True. Yeah, do that. Be fun. Jordan brings a fit on the cruise now, so I mean, just bring it as it is, The only mod is kind of okay hawk pads in the front. That's it. (laughs) And it's a riot. Oh, my goodness. I have been... I, I totally forgot about this. I have been absolutely dying to talk to you guys about something. And it's a Ford product. What Ford product are you, is it a Maverick? No, it's an F one fifty, and it's the sleeper. Have you seen this? Oh, where the guy put a Whipple on it, mm. or it's like a full Roush drivetrain on like a work truck. The guy, wait, what? is the it's, guy Ford? It's a Ford factory product. It's like the Ford. most base model F one fifty you could possibly get. It's a single cab. With like steel wheels and no frills at all, with a seven hundred and five horsepower supercharged. Yeah, it's got the motor. the factory Whipple on it. It's forty seven thousand dollars. That's cheap. It's so cheap. Whoa! Yeah, that's the cheapest seven hundred horsepower you can get. Yeah, that's uh, for, yeah, dude. I'm so pumped about Is, this. Are you sure that's not a dealership? Yes. F-150 sleeper, 705 horsepower. And that's the the Coyote with a Whipple on it, right? I believe it is, yeah. Fun fact about those Coyotes is they use a belt. It's a TVS. They use, it's a Roush? Roush Performance TVS 2.65 liter supercharger. I thought it was the Whipple. No. The Uh, the Shelby's get the Whipple. Cletus put a Gen 6 Whipple on his blue single cab. Three year, thirty six thousand mile limited powertrain warranty. That's Dude. the that's the best part Does of this. Say what size blower it is? Yeah, it's a two point six five liter. Twenty six fifty. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like a normal Magnuson or uh, it's a TBS. Yeah. Which is a twin screw. Don't they? Doesn't mm-hmm. TBS make twin screws? Mm-hmm. I am so pumped about this truck. Can you buy one? 
Like, priest, can you afford? Like, can, can you can afford the, the allowance <laughs> plus your on top of the allowance <laughs> payment for that thing? I mean, okay, maybe hang on. Technically, because <laughs> uh, that would be cool. <laughs> three seventy three electronic locking rear axle. What? So it'll hook up. I wouldn't try to launch that. Twelve no. inch productivity screen in instrument cluster. So that's like one of those productivity screens. Who knows, dude? An instrument cluster. It's got to be like a digital dash. Remote start. Uh, Sync 4 with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. And so much more. What is this now? That's what I call Ford <laughs> F-157. <laughs> dude. I, stage one, God, stage two, stage three. What is you this? You know I've that that thing is an this. HP tuners unlock and a pulley away from eight hundred. That's <laughs> what I'm saying, dude. And and it's and it's forty seven thousand dollars. That is like, banana pants. I I hope that this catches on. I hope that they sell out. And I hope that this creates a race to the bottom for cheap pickup trucks because I'm That'd here be for cool. it. Can you can you actually find one? That's that, in stock somewhere for that price that a dealer isn't charging 50 over for. I mean, who knows what dealer markups are like, but... Bad is the answer. Well, okay, fair enough. But I just, I don't know. It's, I'm just so pumped for it. It's so cool. That would be rad. You'd get four miles to the gallon, but it'd be rad. I'd get two and a half. My foot would be in the floor the whole time I was driving Of in. all of the humans on this planet that I am acquainted with, <laughs> you are the last one that needs a 700 horsepower anything. <laughs> That's very true. You know what? Yes, buy the CX-5 without a turbo on it. You'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Your your tire cost outweighs your fuel Dude, cost. I would, there would be just 11s down my street every day. My coworker has a the Sport F one fifty from like twenty fifteen, the like kind of lowered one. The, oh yeah, kind of yeah, from yeah. the factory uh-huh, uh-huh. with a Whipple on it. Nice. Uh, before they made a Whipple for you know, it, it's only five grand more to get it in four wheel drive. What? Oh wait, that's a two wheel drive one. Yeah. Four wheel drive fifty two oh thirteen. All wheel drive launches in your supercharged do single cab pickup truck. Asterisk. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Doing cyclones. You could do street. you could do, do it, it twice. <laughs> I, do it. I don't know. That Cletus did that like fifteen 20 times before the 10 speeds started to slip. And then he put a new trans in it and then he broke the crank. <laughs> the he cr- broke the crank the on cr- a coyote? The crank nose just broke right the heck off. Wow. Yeah. Apparently, crank girdles are like highly recommended when you're making that much power. We've made a bunch of them and that's. We've had other problems on but that not truck. That. I don't know. The damper was. Was it a like new one? This big. Yeah. Those so all the new ones like twenty one and up use a Kevlar belt to drive the oil pump, like a submerged Kevlar belt to drive huh. the oil pump, not gear driven off the crank, which is odd. You would think that would save huh. the crank, but I guess not. Because that's on on the older Coyotes, like all of them, you put oil pump gears on them because the the fact that oil pump gears you can you can drop it from here and it'll shatter. Whoa, wait a second! Can I upgrade to a Whipple supercharger instead of the Roush? Please, yes, yes you can. The Whipple Stage One supercharger with warranty. 
will add two thousand dollars. That's like that's like that's like six dollars to your monthly payment. What? Dude. So it's can you afford so a sixty thousand dollar truck? I don't think that I can, oh but I God. want to. Good God. Three year thirty six thousand mile bumper to bumper warrant. Like I can't get over that. Dude, the Whipple's going to push it to like 800 horsepower. No, this is a dealer-only thing. It's got to be. One this dealer is town and country it. Ford of Bessemer only. Yeah. Because one of the Q&As is, I live pretty far away from you. What happens if I need to get this vehicle service close to me? Can my local dealer make repairs? So this is... This or, place has... Where is Bessemer? Here's this what you do. This has to be in Florida. You buy a three or four year old F one fifty with a coyote in it for like twenty five to thirty, and then you put ten thousand dollars worth of Whipple stuff in it. There I you mean, go. hey, it could work too. This is this is amazing. I'm proud of them. I'm proud of you. Bald eagle noises and and the like. What the fuck is I think it's in Wyoming, Bessemer. So there's four people close to the dealership. Yeah, well. yeah. <laughs> that's that's why they can afford to sell these. There's only six people who've actually shown up to buy one. <laughs> but for the Shelby F one fifty that Ford does actually sell, generally it does have a, a three liter Whipple on it. Oh, AlabamaFord.com oh. is their website. So Bessemer, Alabama. There you it, go. It feels like some Alabama activity. 705 horsepower pickup trucks with a three-year warranty for 46 grand come on if it doesn't come with a windshield banner that says yee yee i would be disappointed (laughs) those 10 speeds uh when unlocked and reflashed are very very nice until you throw too much power at them. I do think the one that Cletus built was making like 1,100 horsepower or something. And, and he just like put every person, every passenger he could in it and did like all-wheel drive launches again and again. We and recently again. built a Trackhawk that was making t- around 1,200 all-wheel horsepower. That's a lot of horsepowers. It's a ballistic living room, is what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't know what the uh, Cletus gave away a track hawk that they built the crap out of in They're like so three weeks. Fast. Also, they're so fast. That that thing got so away from them as far as a giveaway vehicle. It was hilarious. I haven't. I don't really watch Roadkill. I don't know. Oh no, it's uh, Cletus McFarlane oh, whatever. on YouTube. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's a, okay. Uh, I thought everybody had some passing knowledge of what he do. Do, is he the guy that bought a racetrack and then flew yeah. his plane into the racetrack, which is no. the coolest thing I've ever seen in my oh. life? Oh, yeah, he does have a plane. Yeah, and he and does he, have he a land, racetrack. I saw the video oh, where yeah. he landed his plane at his racetrack, and I was like, "This, this is a man who has figured life out." Yeah, it's a carbon cub. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's, it's so a bush cool. plane. Yeah. He's got, he's learned how to fly helicopters. I, lots of respect to that guy. I mean, I wouldn't make every choice he's made, but like, he's, he seems to. You can land your plane at your racetrack. He seems to treat his people right, and he's good at literally every motorsport he does or tries. He's stuck himself in, just because he has connections now, like, 
dirt track stock car racing, trophy trucks, um, short takeoff and landing bush plane competitions, everything. Like anything with a motor, if it flies, if it drives, jet boat racing, jet boat racing. Yeah, it's nuts. Those jet boat Gymkhana videos are some of the most insane shit I've ever seen in my life. I don't understand how, like, the G-forces associated with how quickly those things turn. Horrifying. How do you know what the course is? They have co-pilots that stand there and do this. Like, next to I swear, look up the videos, dude. It's literally a co-pilot, like, pointing which direction you need to go. You can't see anything. Yeah. (laughs) Nuts. So, yeah. That's, uh... That's, that's that's what's up, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Do you have anything cool going on this year, Steve? It's another year. Um, track stuff. I want to do more track stuff. And part of getting a new job was hopefully to have the funds to do both track stuff and I don't want to say finish, but get back to the MR2. Yeah. This is 2024. I'm trying to make it the year of the MR2 and the Miata. It's on the radar. I didn't talk about the Forerunner at all. Oh, yeah. So as of last recording, it had been smushed in the rear by a Volkswagen. Yeah. Uh, Everything still worked. Uh, I I have since dropped it off at my former employer, Body Shop, uh, and gotten it back. Um, Oh, cool. All the repairs look good. Uh, The only... I have a couple of complaints. One was that I dropped it off at the agreed upon date, which was a month and a half after my accident. Um, and when I dropped it off, they called me and said, who are you? Mm, cool. And I was like, well, y'all told me this day. And they're like, we've had some turnover. I was like, okay. Uh-huh. They're like, we'll start working on your car tomorrow. Hey, cool. I, Sounds good. That's the right answer. <laughs> yeah. All least. right. So, then I got I picked it up uh earlier this week and it's great. Everything looks good, everything works, except one of the LED auxiliary rear facing lights that I just installed that was working is now not. So I have to troubleshoot that. And my entire windshield and side mirrors, I don't know that they put a drop cloth over the vehicle when they sprayed the clear because my whole windshield is now hazy and I can't mm. get it off. Uh. So mm. I might have to razor blade my whole windshield. Try uh try quad zero steel wool first. Quad zero is is the ultra fine. It is absolutely safe on glass. Use okay. it all the time when tinting. Even double zero, actually, up to double zero is safe on glass, but quad zero is totally fine. Okay, I'll try that. quad zero and some and some glass cleaner. Okay. You're probably less likely to do damage with that than a razor blade, honestly. Yeah. I just, the idea of taking an inch and a half wide razor blade over that entire windshield just. It'd take forever. It doesn't yeah. sound good. Qu- quad zero steel wool and glass cleaner. Try it out. Okay. You'd probably be good. <laughs> yeah. But like just driving at night, like, is not good. Just and I'm kind of mad about solid it. Solid haze. Mm. Yep. Is it possible they use that um, slime stuff? <clears throat> that's I tried, supposed to I tried resist? scratching the windshield with my fingernail and you can it, feel I, like it's like in, when you have the wipers on you can hear it just like yeah. like it's rough it's go, not go get yeah. you some quad zero yeah it'll do the trick but other than that trucks back 
It's good. Sweet. Yeah. And they kept your uh, your rear glass. They reused the rear glass, which they reused the whole. They repaired the hatch. Oh, they did. They pulled the dent and repaired the hatch. Wow! So it's uh, the original hatch still. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Did not replace it. So all my my backup camera is still there. My my rear window interior wiring is still there. Mm -hmm. So that's nice. Cool. Um, I do have off season maintenance that I want to do to the ND. That was the only other thing I was going to get at. You were talking about the stuff you were doing to the Corolla and getting spares ready in mm-hmm. the cage and everything. Um, I do have a batch of off-season maintenance I haven't gotten to. We'll see if it delays the start of track season or not. I'm hoping What do you not. need to do? This is the point I have reached where I want to do the preventative stuff. Engine like, mounts and hubs? Uh, engine mount brackets more likely uh awr makes just the upper bracket which is the half that goes on the block um that is the part the cast part that is likely to crack from off-track excursions more likely than the bottom part which supports the whole bushing and everything um I don't really want to put any... A- AWR makes full engine mount replacements, but the lowest durometer is still like 70 or something, which is higher than stock. I already have a billet uh, diff mount with poly bushings that added NVH and some driveline stiffness. I don't really want to throw uh, motor mounts in there that are higher than stock. So probably keep Just those... new stock motor mounts, maybe. Maybe maybe new ones if it's in the budget. Um, but yes, all four hubs... Um, ARP wheel studs, um, I rotors. I absolutely need to do. I kind of wanted to do the big front rotor upgrade while I was at it. Goodwin Racing, it's kind of cool. I bought my Willwood setup from them for stock rotor size. They sell an upgrade kit to their so the stock rotor size is eleven inch. They sell a two piece twelve point eight eight inch front rotor. And the caliper bracket as an upgrade kit if you already bought the Willwood mm. calipers for the stock size. So it's a lot cheaper than like buying a whole yeah. big brake kit. Are the replacement again. rotor rings affordable? Are they like relatively cheap? No. They're no. like 330 bucks a piece or something. Yeah, it's rough. Um, don't tell my wife. Shoot, she listens. Sheesh. Um, I think it might be for the pair. I I think they might be individual. They're That's not rough, but they're thicker. No, they're not, but they're bigger, yeah. which means <laughs> which means more thermal mass, which means less wear, theoretically. And how you went through your pads faster than you expected it? Really yeah, the, uh, I actually learned something about that. So I messaged the ND track group about that because my front pads I were brand new. Actually, all four of my pads. This was. I forgot that too. This was my first event running G Lock pads. Oh uh, yeah. Um, my front pads were gone after the weekend. Huh. After seven sessions, I've never chewed through front pads like that. And I messaged the ND track group, and they said, "Oh, e- did you replace your rotors to fresh rotors before you put those on?" And I said, "No." And they said, "If you don't bed those pads to new rotors, then." you're not basically using the transfer layer of pad material on the rotor and the pad material on the pad kind of evenly. But that doesn't, it doesn't is, that completely negate your whole point of swapping pads for the track? 
G-Lock makes street pads, and I think what I would probably do is go to a street pad compound that's very similar to the track pad compound, and then I could still stick to the same rotors. What you're saying makes sense, but at the same time, I'm shocked that it's that big of a wear difference. That's crazy. This is... That I, I uh, apparently others have experienced the exact same thing. That's wild. Because I guess with whatever transfer layer is on there of other pad material, it's not offering the same amount of friction. And so the pad is now having to do more. It's like the rotor is glazed with different pad material. And so now this, the pad is having to do all of the work. Like all, and so it's just chewing the pad away. That's my understanding of what happened. Because, yeah, they, they went from full thickness to, like, under an eighth of an inch, like a sixteenth. I That's could get wild. another session or two out of those front pads. The rear pads, by comparison, barely worn at all. Well, they don't do a whole lot, so. They do something, though, because I went through, I went down to the backing plates with the R- R4Ss and, right. <laughs> and didn't know about it. And then, and when I showed up at Road Atlanta, I didn't realize they were on the backing plates uh, last December in the rear. Now, those were R4Ss, which were street a, a street compound. But with the G-Locks, I was running a more aggressive compound in the front than the rear, too, which is kind of what I had with the R4, R4S, I think. I don't know. But we'll figure it out. Pads. I, I want to swap to fresh rotors so I don't have that pads disappearing problem also. Um, and then I forget a few other fluids, few other things. Yeah. Fluids and regular maintenance. Those are kind of the big ticket items is like the hubs, the, the lugs, the, the motor mount practice. And then I think, uh, I don't really want to change too much else about the car. It's good. Now that I got the two forty fives on there, if I get the brakes to where I'm really, I, I will say the performance from the G locks, I absolutely loved. They were predictable, easy to modulate, uh, consistent. Every time I came into the braking zone for 10A at Road Atlanta, which is Jordan can attest, and a heck of a thing to come down that hill at full speed into a turn that tight. Um, they were great. So no, no complaints other than they disappeared at an alarming rate, and yeah. I need to talk to them about that. It's gonna be a big, gonna be a good year. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. And the MR2. Yeah. I'll Same. Get there. I'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, what happened? What happened to our, um, our three way suggestion that we would keep each other accountable and try to offload our legacy projects by spring? Well, how, my tow, how, how my we tow vehicle was out of commission for a month. So yes, it was. Now I will be trying to get the uh, MR2 over to work at some point soon, hopefully. Try to get it running again? Yeah, to to get it running, take take it tow it to work so that Tim and I can look at it and figure something out. Do do you still want to? You think it's time to let it go once it's once it's well. Since I'm not buying an ND anytime soon, I might hang on to it. It's not. eh. Yeah, the Corolla is not really. It's getting less and less streetable with with the cage in it. I mean, I the only time I street it now is to go to Cars and Coffee and the occasional Starbucks, and it'll probably stay that way. Um, I don't drive it on the street at all, other than that, like those two things. Um, that probably will be even more reserved now with a cage in it. Uh, I'm going to put SFI padding everywhere and 
all that kind of stuff. So it'll be safer, but still you should wear a helmet with a cage. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We'll see if I can get the MR2 running and it, I can drive it a bit and it doesn't something else stupid doesn't happen. Maybe I'll keep it for a while, but we'll see. What about the GTI, Corey? <laughs> you didn't want me to ask. I listen, know, man. Just listen. Just I, you and I, brother. <laughs> my NA is rusting into my driveway mm-hmm. as well. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm just trying to bring that lovely friendship accountability. I was hoping maybe that selling the Blazer gave you a little bit of like momentum. Yeah, like I can, I can move a thing along. Yeah, momentum. But. Yeah, and I understand how easy it is to just let it sit. Because yeah. I'm doing the same with my NA. I just, I should, I should just get it gone. At this point, I've let go of how much I even care about making off of that car. Like, I, as long as it's not insulting. <laughs> I mean, you, even not running, you could probably sell it for like 3500 bucks easily. Apparently, you can buy a running driving car for 800 bucks, no. so I don't know about no, you anything cannot. anymore. You did, but no, you cannot. I, I have a friend who says <laughs> that you can. Got his finger on the pulse of the car market. I Dude. Just... Sp- spring, spring when robbery, the time is right. Man, I don't know. Like, yeah. yeah. Opportunity. Yeah. All right. How do we, how do we wrap this thing up? Good night, everyone. No, we got to do <laughs> we got to do social media stuff, bro. Uh, I, Steve, where can people find you on the internet? People can find me occasionally at I am Understeer on Instagram or at Marta SW twenty. That is my MR two build page. Go give it a follow. Give me a reason to get back to finishing that car. I was just telling my new co-workers about it today, and it did make me think, you know what? It'd be way cooler if I told them about it by pulling up to work in it one of these days this year. So I'd like to do it. Find me there. What about you, Jordan? Uh, I'm on the internet at The Daily Downshift on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and and I have a blog, uh, the daily downshift at dot blogspot.com do you still update that i haven't looked when i have build things to update it with cool. yes i try to you'll I, have some soon. i will yeah so i try to like let enough material accumulate before i update it but yeah Corey, where can people find good food and rip pants and a big dog <laughs> good food rip pants and a big dog at sea and, and a and a tiny little baby cat yeah, she's so she's so cute uh at c.crehan on the instagrams and you can find all of us at beerandbackfire.com absolutely as well as a link to our discord which you should join because it's yes. fun to uh, big place. big facts the discord has been one of my primary modes of socialization is of late and and just a lot of good fun i i don't know i'm just really enjoying it recently uh the community and the connection that we have on there it's been fantastic good good little gang of folks lots of fun stuff yeah come come hang out with us anyway good night good night good night